With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. The second last game of the season, hopefully tonight, we end up on, I mean, and we actually get, we actually mathematically become champions at quarter past nine this evening. Kevin, I was just thinking there before I came back on with you, me and you knew each other before we actually started doing Axum. We used to go up on, uh, well, we used to go up in the same supporters bus, really. And right. uh, 14, 15 years ago, we'd have been on the same supporters bus Actually, going to this game this evening, eh? Aye, we would have been. Aye, we would have been. Time flies, though. Definitely, it's amazing how time flies. And it was just when when you got. Obviously, I've still got the the my, my supporters club WhatsApp group and that, eh, and they're going. We're picking up at Vinnie's and they're out walking that, and it just goes. Oh, nice. and I'm on. I'm on here by now, and you now you're in Budapest, and I'm in my dad's yeah. kitchen. So, <laughs> I, so I wonder who's go. got the better deal there, Kev. <laughs> you definitely uh, been in Budapest. Definitely, <laughs> definitely been in Budapest. You're I, saying that you're watching the Hungarian Cup final. You're multitasking, then. That's right, mate. I am indeed. Aye, uh, Ferenc Varos won nothing up against a team called Parks. I'm sure no one will have heard of them before. But um, half decent team. We call them Parks 2.5 over here because you're guaranteed 2.5 goals a game with them. <laughs> oh, for for the for the people that are into the betting there, eh? that's yeah. 
Uh, that's uh, a wee inside state of mind for you. Knowledge for you there. <laughs> uh, we've got quite a few of the troops already in. Uh, Paul McKenzie comes in and asks, "Come on, Celtic, finish this off in style, five nothing." Uh, Paul Diet comes in and tells us, "No fight in the night." I don't know what he means by that, Kevin. Me and you have got past it, and it's never been, and it's never been, never been violent. I remember a night in Milan when you were the, oh, my most favourite person in the world. Definitely, I saved the Borat sign. Saved my life that night. I saved your (laughs) life that night, or you would have probably still been wandering about Milan at this precise moment in time with no clue where your hotel was. It's a fairly standard state of affairs for me anyway, most times. Especially on European <laughs> trips, it's a very standard state of affairs. Okay. Uh, right, let's have a wee look at the team. I'm, I'm, for one, are very, very surprised at the number of changes that have been made. So in goal, we've got Joe Hart, then it's Anthony Ralston, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carol Starfelt, Greg Taylor, Callum McGregor, Leo Hattati, uh, Matt O'Reilly, James Forrest, Jack Amakis, and a badder. The only one that I'm not surprised in is Atati coming back in. I thought he would have. I thought he would have actually like rested Turnbull again after them getting 60, 70 minutes at the weekend, and obviously we're trying we're trying to manage David Turnbull back. But the change in the front three is a surprise, Kevin. Aye, I think so. I was thinking along the same lines. Like um, Atati got his half hour at the weekend, and that the. Uh, Getting that hour's rest at the start of the game, seemed to do him a benefit. He came in and did quite well. And as you say, like Turnbull needs to be just eased back into the, the first team fray these days. So that one's not surprising. But to change the whole front three, that is. Although that was the front three that ended the game, I think, like, at the weekend. So maybe he's had that in mind all along. They'll get them the, the minutes together at the end of the game in hearts and have them ready to go for this one. But aye, a, a strange <laughs> one to change the entire front three. It is strange he changed the attire front three, but as you rightly say, towards the end of the Hearts game, we didn't let up, and the front three did actually contribute when they actually came on against Hearts. And that was one of the worries that, I, like, this, when you look at the start against Hearts, we fell asleep, we lost an early goal, and it took us about 15 minutes to actually get back into the game, Kevin. Eh? It was almost as if we thought, I will just turn up and we're going to win here, and we needed that we we needed that we like kick up the, up the back side to actually kick into gear. And when I was looking at the second half of the game against Hearts, going into the first half of this, I'm going, I, I want that second half performance to actually continue tonight. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want it to be, I want us to be on point right from the start. I, I don't want this sort of feeling our way into the game. And it could be that Postacoglu feels that, that the team that finished that game I mean, uh, apart from O'Reilly, O'Reilly was the only person in that team that didn't finish that game on, on a Saturday, I think. Uh, we say, well, that's going to give us enough to actually keep that impotence going. And if we need to bring on the big guns, I mean, it's quite strange we're actually calling them big guns, but we've got enough on the bench to bring it on, to bring on if we actually look in any sort of danger. Aye, I, I, that's probably what he's thinking is. As you say, start of the game on Saturday... I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the occasion that got to the players because I think we've spoken about this before that the majority of that team hasn't really won anything before. You've mm-hmm. got Joe Hart who has, McGregor obviously has, and and Rogic, but he wasn't starting. The rest of the starting team hasn't really won anything apart from maybe the League Cup this season. 
So they're not used to the, the occasion. So I don't know if that's maybe what spooked them a little bit. And then Hearts were always going to go for it, I think, for the beginning, because they had nothing to lose. Um, big boy up front, Sims, is a handful if you let him be. He took his goal pretty well, but I don't know. From about the midway point in the half, uh, the first half, from then on, I think we, we did kind of come back into the game and definitely the better team from that point on. Oh, definitely. There was a week, there was a week 10 minute spell the second half when Hearts had a few free kicks a couple of mm. corner kicks but we defended really really well they made the park and scored for me what was a wonderful third goal it was a great team move it was a move for me that actually summed up the way Ange Postacoglu wants us to play football we won the ball high we won the ball back and we actually just unleashed chaos by, by the speed of the break that we actually made. But then that, that comes from Maida, and Maida's no longer there. And, and, and like, this front three is completely different from Ayota, Kyogo, and Maida front three. Big Yakamakis is a different player to Kyogo, and Forrest and Abada have got a different skill set to Maida and Yota. And I do think you know, I do think that front three that we're playing this evening will miss Yota's. <coughs> what, what can I say about Yota? Yota can do the unpredictable. Whereas Aye. I don't. I think Forrest and Abada. I'm not going to call them one trick ponies because they're not one trick ponies. They 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 can't do that unusual that out of the ordinary stuff that Yota has proved that Aye. that he can do. Yeah, Yota's got the ability to go inside or outside on either flank. And when you look at a front three and he's in it, he's the one that you think, if we need someone to dig us out today, it's going to be him. He'll, either, he'll pop up with an assist or he'll get a goal, he'll, he'll do something. But aye, looking at that front three, for me, Abad has been one of our best players this season. I think in our little axiom, Paul, I had him as in my top three players of the year because I think he's had a, he's had a sensational season. But he's not the type of winger that's going to... He's not got the flicks and tricks. He's not going to take a boy on in the inside. He's very much taken one on the outside on the right. Forrest's just been... I don't want to say he's had his day, but he's become he's become a very playable winger, I think. And maybe a bit predictable at times, but he's still got something in him. And he showed that at Livingston but a month or so back with the goal he got. He'd missed a fairly easy chance, and then he takes a really difficult one shortly after because he had the the smart movement. So I think it's a totally different front three, but maybe maybe that's uh, it's just mixing it up. We're not going to be predictable at all tonight in, in terms of what we've been used to producing. We're giving it's, United something different to think about. It's, 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 it's different from what Dundee United may be prepared for. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, there's definitely a different element to the front three. Um, than what they maybe having a look at the having a look at the front three over the last over the last couple of weeks they might have went right they're going to play Kyogo who is far and away our best centre forward they're, they're not going to, they're not going to leave Jota on the bench and Maeda has been an absolute like for us for the last couple of months the way that we press and the way that they play so Dundee United would have prepared actually probably faced those front three and now they've got they've got three different options there. I'm glad that you mentioned the goal against Livingston because I'm going to say there's only one person in the Celtic squad that could have scored that goal and it's James Forrest. It was his finish. The finish was absolutely the finish was absolutely superb and that's what he has got in his skill set and he's had that in his skill set right it kind of tapered off between two 
2015-16, but since I'm going to Brendan Rodgers clacks on nine minutes into a pre-match here, lads. But under Rodgers, he actually regained and he became the player now that the reason that we're having a the reason that we're having a conversation about James Forrest is because what he done under uh, under Brendan Rodgers basically, and what this season's been a bit hit or miss for him, uh, but. I still believe that he is going to get a contract. I still believe that he is going to get a contract. And John Sweeney comes in and goes, maybe starting Forest, so Ange may decide if he has a future next season at Celtic. I think James Forrest is in a completely different position from anybody else that's in the last year of their contract. I think James Forrest will be offered a contract with Celtic. Celtic, where the other guys will maybe get, will maybe be told we're not going to offer you, we're not going to offer you a contract. But if you want to run down the last year, we're more than happy because you've been absolutely fantastic servants to us. Apart from Julian, I think we will sell Julian in, in, in the summer. But out of Forest, out of Forest, beat on who already looks like he's off anyway. Forest beat on, and who's the other one? It's went completely rugged. I think James Forrest will be offered a contract mm-hmm. and all the rest of them will either be told you're getting sold this summer or he can run down your contract. Because I think James Forrest, completely, di- completely different situation for Forrest than it is for the other ones, eh? Aye, I think you need to keep players like him. And like, I'd be I'd be really happy to keep Beton and, and Rogic as well if they wanted to stay, but at the same time, like you say... Are they going to contribute much after next season? They're probably going to be right in the periphery of the squad. Probably the same for Forrest, but he's he's the homegrown player, the boy that you need to keep around. He's the guy that when you sign a when you sign a new player, when you sign a young lad, you put him under James Forrest's wing. You let him kind of show him around the club, tell him what it's all about. You need players like that, I think, at a club like Celtic, where knowing the club is, is huge, it's massive an important asset to have and there's very few players that have got his level of connection to Celtic left in the team There's a a state of mind as well regarding James Forrest and other guys that we gave long term contracts to this summer Uh, Greg Taylor, well this season Greg Taylor and Anthony Ralston I think it's very very clear that Ange likes guys who know the Scottish game in the dressing room and I think James Forrest falls into that category. And Ange Postacoglu will probably, he's probably already had the conversation with Beat On. He's probably already had the conversation with Tom Rogic and says, look, whether we want to be romantic or not, if we want to progress as a football club, we've got to say maybe to- Tom's time at the club has been is done now. He's been here virtually 10 years and he might want to go back to Australia. And that's something that Ange probably understands completely. Yep. Same with Beaton. It looks like Beaton's going to go back to Israel. James Forrest, I don't think... I, I can't see James Forrest playing his football anywhere else. But again, we're going to have this narrative tonight. It's already the narrative in the comments. I can already hear the narratives on the supporters' buses and that going up. And as as James Forrest finished. This is this is the night that we're going to get proved that James Forrest is uh, is finished. I think that's a completely wrong narrative. It's a wrong game. It's one game that is actually going to, going to get played. But that is a narrative is going to be kicking about for the next yeah. ninety minutes. Yeah, he's one of those players. Uh, like he's, but in the last ten, eleven years he's been here, 
he's never fully won over the whole support. And it seems like there's always been a section that's been waiting for him to fail. He's been he's been like the, the target of the boo boys for so long. And it's for me it's unjust because I think he's been he's been great for us. As you say, I'll I'll claxon it at fourteen minutes then since the Brendan Rodgers Brendan Rogers era even can't even say it. But since then he's been one of our most consistent players and he's been there in the big games for us. And you say he's got that state of mind of knowing knowing Celtic, knowing the Scottish game, knowing what it means to be at a club like this, he's definitely the one that I would think would get the contract as well. And the others, as a fan, you want them to stay because of the memories, but you kind of have sentiment at the moment. I think sentiment cost us 10 in a row, if you're being honest about it. And I don't think Ange is going to fall for that. I think he'll be ruthless enough to say, your time is up. I'm going to go into the comments here. McGrory asks us, why is, it, why is it a different situation? Are we sentimental retirement home? Pay huge, <coughs> huge wages for a PR man who knows the city. But I think Beach Boy actually nails it here. I think it's a different situation because James Forrest will be easier to deal with than another than another three players that are out of contract. And James, he says, James will get off the same deal as Craig Gordon, 60% of his 18k a week, if not get rid. If we want Celtic in a new level, we can we can have a top earner. We can't have a top earner injured on the bench. Sentiment gets you first loser position. The point is there, I reckon James will be quite happy to take a pay cut to stay carrying around. Yeah, I think he will as well, yeah. Um, Gordon wasn't, but he's not the same player and got the same mindset as Forrest. I think if you offer him a deal, he'll take it. And like you said, if he stays in Scotland, where else does he go? There's not another club that could match his ambition or match his wages, and you can't see him really wanting to go down south again. He's not going to find a club that's at a competitive level, really. So for me, it would be a no-brainer for him to say. Definitely, as I say, that there's some. I mean, there's uh, Frank Brennan, of course. We James has completely finished the husband crap for all of the last two seasons. I've seen a lot of comments like that, and I completely respect those comments. Eh? I still think James has got a part to play. And I really hope that it starts tonight. I really hope that he has a good game tonight. And by the time we get to the end of the game, that tonight we're going to well, maybe he has got something to offer at a domestic level. We can, we'll talk about Europe all summer, but tonight's all about getting over that line, which I feel we're already over anyway. Unless Dundee United beat us 15-0 tonight, I don't think that we're actually going to lose this league title. Then Motherwell need to beat us 6-0 on, on, on Saturday, whatever it is. So... Atati, he rightly says, oh, he looked a lot fresher when he came on. He, he looked a lot, a lot fresher when he came on on Saturday as well. That's another narrative that's been kicking about for weeks and weeks. Oh, he's looking tired and he's dropped and he's rested. He came on, he had a wee 25 minute cameo. It was the best that he's actually played for a little while. It gives us a wee bit more energy and directness than David Turnbull. Eh? He does. I think that's been his strength since he's come in the team it's been that energy in the midfield I like Turnbull but at times I wonder I wonder what he brings to the team in certain games because it's, it seems like he's not always the most mobile of midfielders and things can pass him by whereas Hattati maybe doesn't always contribute with the goal and the assist but he's there and thereabouts all the time he's, his uh, kind of pressing in the midfield is strong his movement, his as you say, the energy that he brings is just, it's, it's a different level that we haven't had. And putting him in alongside O'Reilly, who's another 
really energetic midfielder. Just gives that midfielder a lot of life that it's been lacking for you know, the previous couple of seasons. As he, and everybody's building up Hattati for next season. What, what is he going to be? What is he going to be like once he has that that preseason rest? And he's pardon me, he's been quite open about it that he's actually he is fatigued and he just wants to get to the end of the season. Postecoglou is telling him this is now European football, pal. You've got to be in it every single week. It's relentless, as Postecoglou says. It don't stop. What O'Reilly seems to have added to, to his game, like over the last couple of weeks as well, as goals and. It, it was some lacking from the midfield. It was something that was lacking. Apart from Tom Rogic, since David Turnbull fell out of the team. Like, so, like, attack was in that as well. But it's been really, really good to see O'Reilly add, and there's different type of goals as well. There was a diving header. There was, there was, there was like, a, a fantastic finish at the weekend. It's good to see that, that to get added to a game. Because, for me, I reckon a Celtic midfielder, the way that we attack under Postacoglu, should be looking at double figures of goals every season. Aye, the way that we play, we're constantly on the front foot. So, you know, we're, we're creating chances. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we're having that kind of the mobile front three with just the one centre forward. You are expecting one of the midfielders, at least, to be breaking through the lines and making those late runs in the box to become like the second striker. I think... Pretty much from his first game, O'Reilly's impressed everyone with his his movement, his passing, his shooting. The only thing he did need to add was putting the ball in the net. You could tell it was coming. And as you say, the last few games, he's he's gotten the end of things. And what I've been impressed with, and it's the goal against St Johnston and the one against Harps at the weekend, is that it's from a, a flowing passing move that started from deep. But he's, and he's been involved in it at different times of the move and then he's always at the end within the 18 yard box to finish it off as well he doesn't just hang around and watch the play go on in front of him he wants to be involved all the time he's looking for that half yard of space to get a shot away um he's been a fantastic signing what was he like one and a half million we got him for it's an absolute steal and he's once he gets a pre-season as well because he hasn't had that he's come in to like this halfway through the season, had to hit the ground running, get used to Angie's methods straight away. Once he gets a a full pre-season of working with Ange, he's another one that you think can maybe step up another level still. I reckon there's scouts in England wondering how they missed Matt O'Reilly. They'll be Aye. looking at him going, how did we actually miss that player? And also like the, the English national team set up, even though the question that he was asked from, I think it was Tony Fiaxon or maybe Laura asked him it, and he was very, very clear that he was always going to play for Denmark, really. If he got the offer, it was Denmark that he was going to play for. And now Denmark are not short of, short of options in that middle of the park, but he's, he's been involved in international setup as well. So there's probably a few scouts are getting asked, why did you, why did you actually miss this player? But he's got a big step up, big step up to do next season as well. Champions League football is a completely le- different level than coming for MK Dons. It is a massive step up. And this, is, and this is where we, we've maybe got to temper ourselves like about how, how far these players can go. And this is why we're putting all, all the... No pressure, but we're putting the pressure on Ange to go, well, you need to skill these guys up or you're going to need to actually bring in better players. But... That 11 that's out there the night, I, I, no, wait a minute, I'm going to bring up this. Robert Highland, 
Uh, do the panel think Forrest can still cut it in Europe? I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm going to have to agree. I don't want to always agree with you, Kev. It's not a good sign to always agree it's with no, you. No, no, us, Kev, we should <laughs> never agree. No, we shouldn't. Well, there's uh, something going wrong in the universe when that happens, but I think domestically he's still got something to offer. But as a European player, probably not. Probably not. What, you, what you've got to remember next season, Kevin, the, the Champions League or whatever European competition as it looks more likely a Champions League is shorter because of the World Cup. So there's no money breaks. So it's going to be utterly relentless for September onwards. And we're going to need everybody in the squad. And while I don't think James Forrest is up for European football anymore, I do think, I do hope that he's still got something to produce uh, domestically. Chris M and John Sweeney actually chucking a little curveball for us to Fleetwood to join Bruni. That's a curveball. That's something that we didn't actually that we didn't actually think about. The 11 Ange Postacoglu's picked, Kevin, we're getting close to kick-off time. The 11 Ange Postacoglu picked to try and get us over the line tonight. Every one of them would walk into this Dundee United side, and that's no disrespect to Dundee United. And we're just saying that, that the majority, even though we're talking about the front three being changed and Atati coming in, every one of every one of these guys would walk into this Dundee United side. If we've got our attitude right and our work rate right, we... We should win this comfortably this evening, eh? We should. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't seen the Dundee United side, but again, I'm going to agree with you because the Celtic team, whoever we put out, starting 11 for every game should be better than the opposition. The amount of money that we spend on the players, the amount that we put into the academy to bring players through, our team should be better. And it, it's not meant to sound arrogant or condescending to the other teams in the league, but the players that we've got on paper, at least, we should go and win every single game that we play in Scotland. We really should. You just you know that teams are going to raise their game to players, so no game is easy. But if we turn up, we should win. And I'm I'm expecting the same tonight. Like I've already taken the wee one out for a pre-title celebration vanilla ice cream this afternoon. So if it if it goes pear-shaped, you know, <laughs> it's on me. <laughs> News is coming through, Kevin, that our friend of the stars, Declan McConville, has just been on Sky. He's just been... Would he be Albanian president by any chance? uh, That lad absolutely gets everywhere. Um, I I don't know if he was getting interviewed or he just appeared, but he just... We're getting or Gerald O'Connell comes in. We've just seen just seen Wee Deck for the channel on Sky at Tanadice. I don't know if he's replaced Chris Boyd. I don't know if he's if sitting he's in the gallery. The show. Uh, maybe he's taking the team talk. Maybe he's in maybe. the dressing room. Maybe he's uh, in the dressing room with Ange, giving the team talk and that. I think we've got enough. Even with the changes, we've got enough. This is one game. I haven't been worried. Since Saturday, since the final whistle at Saturday, I haven't been worried about this game one little bit because uh, I think that the team have got it. After the first 15 minutes and we turned it on, I think this team have actually got the bit between their teeth to get over the line. And we've got enough there. I fancy big Jakamakis for that. Jakamakis, sorry. Paddy Laverty, thank you very much for reminding me, man. It's Jacka, Jacka Marcus for I fancy big Jacka Marcus for a couple tonight. 
Aye, why not? I mean, defensively, it's the same defence that we've had for the last however long. It's a solid defence. You, you don't see them shipping too many goals. Midfield is strong. It's a change front three, but there's options, there's movement. And aye, Jack Amakis is always good for a goal. He must be on pretty much a goal a game. In he's, time he's, now. His like, finish on Saturday was unreal. What a, what, what a one-touch finish. It was, a, it was, I mean, it was a very, very difficult chance to actually take. It was superb. Yep. And he, he's done that a few times. Like he's, he's taken shots on the, the ball's been an awkward height and he's managed to control it, get them on target. Even chances that he's missed, he's, he's been in there. To like, I don't know, there was a header against Rangers in the, the Glasgow Derby in, in February. McGregor made a good save, but he's done the, the standing jump thing to get there. He, if there's a ball in the box, Jack and Max will get a body part at the end of it and he'll get it on target. If he does that, then pretty decent chance he's going to score with the record that he's got. Definitely. Ken Walsh tells us that Declan McConville was sitting on Angie's knee. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. What I love about uh, Jack Amakis, what I really love about him, he bloody loves putting the ball in the back of the net and celebrating putting the ball in the back of the net. Doesn't matter if it hits off him and goes in. He, he, he and he's got quite a decent celebration as well. He hasn't got a rubbish celebration. You can tell that that celebration's been well as well polished as his first touch goals. That's right. It's a well rehearsed celebration. He's certainly had a few few opportunities to show it off this season anyway. Uh, definitely. And, uh, Another couple and, uh, tonight would do well. If you any doubts about the back line, uh, the last couple of teams have uh, actually targeted Ralston. I've noticed the long balls over the top. Uh, no, I don't really. I don't have any real fears about them. I think you're always going to have... I think the ball over the top of the fullback is always one that teams will play. And you get it to Taylor as well because he's not the tallest. So it goes over the wee man and you turn the fullback. But the, uh, the two in the centre, Starfelt and Carter Vickers, I think, have been solid enough. Carter Vickers wins just every single ball that comes in that's near him. Um, Starfelt, similar as well, I think. In those, you know, not so much last ditch, but penalty box situations, he's generally positionally really good. So if they do get him behind the fullback, I'm, I'm confident enough that two centre-halves can deal with it. I think Carter Vickers' positional play is phenomenal because he is not the quickest and he, and when he actually goes for a ball, he has to win it because he hasn't got the turning circle or the speed to actually get back. So when he goes for something, he actually makes sure he wins it or he actually makes sure that he takes the man so that so that so the man doesn't get past him. Eh? Starfelt, I think, has been I think has been immense for us this season. I think he's been really good. He has wee dodges five-minute spells in every single game that he actually plays. He had one at the start again, but he can defend. He can really, really defend. You see, the ball could be better, but I'm having a look at that. I love him. I'm having a look at our bench. And the quarter past nine tonight, I reckon this is going to be done and dusted and we'll have the confetti out and we'll be watching joyous celebrations from Tanadice. Kevin, I'm going to speak to you at half time. Everybody in the chat, please give us a fun, thumbs up, subscribe if you haven't already subscribed. And I'll see you back here at half time. And if not, I'll see you back here at full time where hopefully we will be in in the throes of a victory celebration. Thanks very much, lads. I'll speak to you later. 
Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything. But losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you've got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.